pray. Father in heaven, we thank you for bringing us together this evening. We thank you for being with all of us throughout the week. We thank you for your mercies that are renewed every morning. We thank you for loving us. We thank you for sending your son to die for us on the cross. We thank you for your promises. We thank you for loving each and every one of us. We thank you for protecting us. And we thank you for the Sabbath rest. This evening, we've got a prayer request and thanksgiving. We thank you, Father, because you give us all these experiences, um, blessings and um, things to praise you about and even challenges for a reason. And I think all of it is to build our character and we ask God that you continue to do so. Firstly, we'd like to thank you for allowing Oakwood Church family to be able to gather outside and uh, worship, have an outdoor worship. Last week, we had a successful outdoor worship. It was nice to see everyone and everyone was happy. We thank you, Father, for allowing that and that those that when they were able to stream live, we ask, Father, that you continue to be with us. We thank you that no one was sick. And we know that Satan doesn't like it when we've got such successes. So, Father, we ask that you continue to keep us safe and healthy and that uh, no one falls sick as we continue to meet outside. And also we thank you for bringing us a new pastor and his lovely family. We ask, Father, that you help them to settle around here and uh, that you open each and every one of us our hearts to receive them and make them feel welcome as they will be ministering unto us. Mm -hmm. We thank you for um, Kiran's paper that uh, got accepted and published. We thank you for all the successes that you are giving him. We as far as that you continue to open doors in his career and everything that he's doing. We thank you for the talents that you've given him, that he shares with us as a church and at his work. As far as that you continue to bless him and his family. We pray for his brother-in-law, who is a surgeon and has survived COVID. He, he's in the front lines and um, he's at risk every day. We thank you, Father, for protecting him, uh, that he felt some bit of symptoms, but it turned out that he wasn't positive. We know, Father, that you continue to protect him and his family. We ask that you be with Kiran and Lakshmi's uh, family back at home, keep all of them safe. And we ask that you be with uh, Kiran's brother-in-law's neighbors that, uh, that have COVID. We ask for that you um, heal them so that uh, no one loses their lives over this pandemic. We also ask that you be with each and every one of us here, represented here, be with all our families, keep them safe away from COVID and um, continue to bless them. We thank you for Frankie who um, was able to go back to his work. He'll be starting on the 3rd of August. We ask Father that you be with him as he will be trying to catch up with the new 
procedures and policies at work. We ask Father that you go ahead of him, you protect him, and you give him all the wisdom that he will need to do a good job. Um, we, we praise you, Father, for Dimitri, who is just praising you for good health and uh, for giving him grace in every aspect of his life. We thank you, Father, for everything that you're doing in his life. And we ask that you continue to protect him and his family. We thank you, Father, for Watson, who um, came to us last year this time. And uh, it's been a wonderful year watching him grow. He is a marvel to all of us. We thank you, Father, for him. And uh, we thank you that uh, it was a smooth year. We didn't even feel that we've got a little one uh, because, you know, there wasn't anything that happened to him. We ask, Father, that you continue to bless his parents that are nurturing him uh, and that are preparing his character for heaven. We ask that you be with his family that will be gathering to celebrate this milestone and you continue to... Um, help him as he grows to uh, also labor in your vineyard. Father, we pray for Sammy, who's not here. Um, he's got unspoken prayer request. We ask that you be with him um, and his family. We thank you for his brother that has just recently got baptized. We ask that you continue to minister unto the whole family and you protect he, him and his family. We pray for Frank's friend, Tom, and his wife who are having problems in their union. Father, we know that you love and protect the institution of marriage. As Father, that your loving hand touch them and uh, help them to fix wherever there's a glitch. And Father, we know that um, you brought them together and you will um, renew uh, their love and their commitment to each other. We pray for them and we know, Father, that uh, you have heard our prayers. We thank you for each and every request that we have made. We know, Father, that you have already answered. Uh, we pray for all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, KV. Now we have Shari. She is Frank's girlfriend. She's She's going to sing as a special song right now. She is in Saudi Arabia. It's the middle of the night from there. So we thank you for uh, staying up late and singing for us. So. Amen. Okay, let's sing. Okay. Summer's leave is cages. They never learn to fly. And like this bird, they never find my ways. But Lord, your love relieved me so I could see the skies. And now my heart rejoices as I sing. Spirit wings, you love me over all the earth bound things. And like it burns my heart, is flying free i'm soaring on the song your spirit bring oh lord the fall you let me see the vision of 
your majesty you left me up and carry me on your spirit wings and now that i'm feeling lonely i just look up to you and soon my heart is soaring high above everything is clearer from the point of view laughing up with a spirit wings of love spirit wings you love me over the earth bound things and like this burns my heart is flying free i'm soaring on the song your spirit wings oh lord the fall you let me see the vision of your majesty you left me up and carry me on your spirit wing spirit wing thank you <laughs> Amen. Amen. Thank you Amen. so much. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> thank you. We appreciate that. Um, oh, thank you so much. So uh, we have a message today for us from Larry. So Larry, this time is yours. All right. It's good to see everyone here. Um, <clears throat> so uh, I hope everyone's uh a walk with God is going well during this quarantine. I know uh, there's been a lot of um, revelations and and um, you know epiphanies that I think people have had during this time um, of quarantine. I think the time like uh, spending at home has really caused people to think about their lives more, and I think that's a, a definitely a positive benefit to. Um, you know, to this time of uh, quarantine, I wanted to uh, turn our Bibles, turn uh, in our Bibles to a passage that I think you guys are familiar with. I don't know why this has uh, been on my mind for a while, but uh, Luke 17. So a lot of times when we talk about the, the last days, we, we always turn to Matthew 24 and we always look at the signs of the times. And, uh, and we, you know, there are some signs of the times in which is uh, indicated in Matthew 24, you know, the wars and rumors of war. You also see, um, you know, pestilences and things of that nature that are that are presented there. But in Luke 17 is another uh, story in which Jesus actually asked the Pharisees, the religious leaders of that time, when... Uh, the kingdom of God would come in verse 20. So um, Luke 17, verse 20. And um, if some, if, if you're, if you have your Bibles there, can you read uh, Luke 17, 20 to um, 20 to 33? Yeah, can, I can someone read that? I can do it. Sure. All right. Go, all right. Go ahead, Frank. <clears throat> and when he was demanded of the Pharisees, when the kingdom of God should come, he answered them and said, The kingdom of God comes not with observation. Neither shall they say, Lo, here, or lo, there. 
for behold, the kingdom of God is within you. And he said unto his unto the disciples, The days will come when you shall desire to see one of the days of the Son of Man, and you shall not see it. And they shall say to you, See here or see there, go not after them nor follow them. For as lightning that lightens that lights out of one part of under heaven shines unto the other part under heaven, so shall also the Son of Man be in his day. But first must he suffer many things and be rejected of this generation. And as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the Son of Man. They did eat, they drank, they married wives, they were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. Likewise, also, as it was in the days of Lot, they did eat and drank and they, they bought, they sold, they planted and they builded. But the same day that Lot went um, out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Even thus shall it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. In that day, he which shall be upon the housetop and his stuff in the house, let him not come down and take it away. And he that is in the field, let him likewise not return back. Remember Lot's wife. Whosoever shall seek to save his life shall lose it. And whosoever shall lose his life shall preserve it. Amen. All right. So in in these verses, it, it talks about two uh, cities or two uh, times that the, the, the last days will be like, right? It's, it, and we, we know, we probably know it if you grew up in the church or um, that it's going to be like the days of Noah. And it's also going to be like the days of Sodom and Gomorrah, right? Those are those are kind of like the two different times that Jesus relates the last days are that uh, he likens the last days to these two time periods, the days of Noah and the days of Sodom and Gomorrah. And in, in, even in the story, we can gather some points about what what actually caused God to um, bring fire and brimstone and then also the flood for, in, in the case of Noah uh, respectively like how like what what were the reasons what were the causes what were the the uh, contributing factors that led to God casting judgment on these two cities right and so I, I want you can I, um, I'll open this floor up just just briefly and just from what Frank read, what are some of the things that what are some of the things that these people had? What like what was what was their attitude? What was in their heart? What were what were some of the things that that caused um, the wrath of God to be to fall on them? What, what 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 was it in these these time periods of Noah and Sodom and Gomorrah that caused God to bring judgment upon them the, just if, from what just from what we read from what from what i read through uh genesis and reading patriarchs and prophets i from what yeah. i can remember from reading I, I learned some things that you know the things that were going on in sodom and gomorrah it's like they had a lot of luxuries in mm -hmm. sodom and gomorrah like there was a lot of luxurious things that they possessed and it was almost like they were lukewarm in a way. Like, I don't know if these people were necessarily believers in God and like followers of God, but like they, it's almost like they felt like they had need of nothing. 
And it's almost because, right. like, when you're reading right here, it says, likewise, as it was in the days of Lot, they did eat, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they builded. But the same day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone in heaven and destroyed them all. And it's not that all these things are bad that they're doing. You know, it's not bad to eat. It's not bad to drink. It's not bad to, you know, buy and sell and plant and build and all those things. But it's like, I think it's the manner in which these people were doing it. It's like they, okay. they trusted in their luxuries more than they trusted in God. And all like, right. that's the same thing like that you see in Revelation 3 in the end times that God says that, you know, you, you are lukewarm because you feel like I have need of nothing, but you have no idea that you're miserable, poor, blind, and naked. All right. Very good, Frank. Uh, anybody else? Well, what, what, are, what are some things that you see here? Anybody else? Well, I mean, both generations, people were evil. Uh, it's one thing to be like, you know, making mistakes here and there, but it's another thing to be evil. And uh, we know from the story of Lot, um, mm -hmm. the people of Sodom and Gomorrah were like very evil. Right. Also, the people of the time of the Noah, um, more than evil, they also didn't trust the Lord because Ellen White kind of talks about how they looked at the nature, the loss of the nature, and then, you know, prior to that, it never rained. So they thought it's never going to happen. They trusted in science more than God. And it says, like, the kingdom of God is within you. And then obviously these people didn't have God's kingdom in their hearts. So you can you can eat, marry, have children, all that stuff. But uh, what matters is, do you have kingdom of God within you or not, within your heart or not? Mm -hmm. Okay. Any any other observations? Any other comments on what what was the... What was the attitude or what was the actions that really caused Daniel, you want to say something? Um, I was just going to make an observation of both of these cities. I know they were both very uh, pleasure seeking. Um, and they, I think they got to the point where they just chose, willingly chose pleasure over God and stopped fighting against mm. their temptations. Um, if you think about Noah and the, the society that they lived in, like he was preaching for a hundred years about God and they still, they still didn't um, accept him. And they, they weren't too far along from Adam. And they, I think they knew about God, but they were just so prideful in their hearts that there really wasn't any, any going back. They just chose mm -hmm. not to go back and they just felt so prideful. Kind of like what Frankie was saying, just um, they, they were in so much luxury and they were so intelligent that they just, rejected God outright. Hmm. Hmm. That's interesting. You said they're so intelligent that they rejected it. Like, so are you relating like too much intelligence to rejection? Sometimes intelligence comes with pride. I mean, obviously when you think about intelligent people in the Bible, like Job and Abraham, they were believers, but then there are some people that they, they, um, they feel like they don't need God anymore, even though they, they know he exists because they're intelligent, but they they feel like their intelligence is enough to um, to keep them keep them going. Mm. You're in, in, in Dimitri, you're going to say something, Dimitri? Uh, just real quick, I'm just going to add to what everyone is saying. Um, it, about Noah's time, it says in Genesis is... Um, I'm not quoting it word for word, but, but something along the lines of uh, destruction of 
mankind has come up before me. Like God says, and it's like, if God allowed it to keep going, like, you know, there would be nobody left. And mm. God had to take Noah, at least take Noah and anyone that comes in the ark to sort of, you know, reset on the human race, unfortunately. Mm. All right. Uh, good, good. Any other comments? Um, Michelle? He, Frank? You were, you were mentioning, you were saying something earlier about, you know, like seeking signs and like, I was uh -huh. reading, I was reading today from Matthew 16. Um, it says, you know, in verse four, a wicked and adulterous generation seeks after a sign and there shall be no sign given unto it, but the sign of the prophet Jonas. And he left them and departed. And like before that, cause he was talking to the Pharisees and the Sadducees and they were asking him, you know, like show us a sign, you know, show us a sign from heaven. And he's like, you know, you can you can say like it will be fair weather because the sky is red and in the morning it will be foul weather today for the sky is red and lowering oh you hypocrites you can discern the face of the sky but you cannot discern the signs of the times so it's like in order to understand god and understand like what he is doing like you have to know him you have to understand him and it's like these people couldn't understand him and obviously neither sodom and gomorrah could do the same thing and he's saying like to seek after a sign if you know the lord you don't need to do so you know, like, you, you right, know, you know the signs of the times. Right. Jerry, you wanted to say something? Who? Jerry raised her hand. No. So I was thinking, like, here it says, uh, they were, you know, until the day the Noah entered the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all, they were doing all these things. Mm -hmm. Obviously, he was, you know, as Daniel said, he was preaching about, like, 100 years or so. They, they all knew about it. But... They were completely apathetic about it, so they completely disregarded it. So that, that that's another thing. I think God waits until, you know, there is no way. I mean, it's 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 some some people know the message of God, but then circumstances and stuff like that mm. struggle with it. But these these people completely rejected it, and they didn't care about it even until the day when the judgment was executed. So that's another thing. Mm -hmm. KB, you have anything to say there? No. Okay. So we, we see um, some things there. Yeah, uh, Frank brought up Patriarchs and Prophets. I wanted to read a little bit from here, from chapter 14 of Patriarchs and Prophets. It talks about Sodom and Gomorrah specifically, um, about what, what, what actually was their attitude, right? Um, we can kind of get glean it from the, uh, Luke 17. I like how... Uh, Ellen White really kind of captures this. It says this, um, the profusion reigning everywhere gave birth to luxury. That's what Frank said. And pride. I think that's what Daniel said. Idleness and riches make the heart hard hmm. that has never been oppressed by want or burdened by sorrow. Idleness. The love of pleasure was fostered by wealth and leisure. And the people gave themselves up to sensual indulgence. It says, behold, this was the iniquity of the sister Sodom. And this is from Ezekiel. Ezekiel 16, 49 and 50 say exactly why God brought judgment. And it says this, um, pride, fullness of bread and abundance of idleness was in her and in her daughters. Neither did she strengthen the hand of the poor and needy. And they were haughty. Hmm. and committed abomination before me. Therefore, I took them away as I saw good. 
this is that was God speaking in Ezekiel. It says that they had pride, fullness of bread, abundance of idleness, and they they were haughty and they they did not strengthen the hand of the poor and needy. Those those were the five characteristics uh, mentioned in Ezekiel, and I, I I was thinking about you know these things like are these characteristics that that we might possess today, right? Like, do we possess these 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 things? Because a lot of us know, based on Daniel Revelation, that we are living at the very to- like the very toenails of, of history. Hmm. We're at the very at the white part of the toe of the toenails. <laughs> we know that we know that we're at the very end. And these things, like when you really look at these characteristics, these like hit us in the face. Like they they really uh, show what the characteristics of our generation is like the like our our are I should say, and so like what we need to really uh, soak this in, like so like uh, I was thinking about this idleness. You know, idleness is a, is a very is a very big one that she mentions. She says idleness is the greatest curse that can that can fall upon man, for vice and crime follow in its train. You know, you, you, you've heard of the quote that idleness is the devil's playground. Um, it's true. It says idleness is the greatest curse. When we seek to simply be idle, you know, I, I think our generation and our previous generations, we all see it. Like everyone is trying to get the most convenient life, right? We're all trying to get the most convenient life so that we can what? Basically be idle, right? <laughs> Basically just kind of chill. Mm-hmm. And just relax and, and and enjoy like you know enjoy life on the beach you know and just spend uh, like, like if I was to ask you the question you know, what, what would be your ideal you know way to to just retire or just kind of like just relax a lot of us would just be like ah oh, you know I don't want to do anything I just want I don't want any responsibility I just want to chill on the beach or go to the park and just you know be idle you know like that that's kind of like the aim the aim for the the american dream you know or like the it's kind of like the way that we all seek to strive for we all we want we all want the most convenient life so that Mm -hmm. that way we can uh you know we can gain the most possessions and do all these things so that we can live in in kind of luxury you know i i I think that it, it hits me i don't know if it hits you the same way, because I know in my life that that that's that's what you know the the whole way of life is. The whole way of life is to seek for these things. Pride is another one. You know, all of us have pride. I, I know in myself. You know, just when people start questioning me, questioning me, or they start asking questions about this and that, you know, I, or when I, I, the sense of competition or the sense of wanting to, to understand and, and be better than them and one up their knowledge and to one up, you know, what they, what they understand. And you, you want to give a, a new novel way of, of saying something, you know, like you, you, we're always trying to be better than other people in, 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 in different ways. Mm. And that's, you know, that's, just, that, that's kind of prideful. You know the the pride that we have in ourselves and the things that we possess that the things that we've gained in this life, 
you know that that that's you know if you don't give glory to God in the things that we and the things that we have accomplished, and you and you think that it was only you know you did it through your own bootstraps and you you picked yourselves up and you you did all this by, on your own, you know like it, it kind of gives you it kind of gives us a sense of pride. There's different there's different kinds of pride. Uh, the other one was um, what was the other one that I mentioned? Uh, fullness of bread, fullness of bread, like the, <laughs> like if you go to Olive Garden or if you go to Red Robin or if you go to like any of these uh, re- these restaurants, like there's so much bread, right? Like I think there's so <laughs> much carbs out there. They have, they, they have what's called the uh, the uh, the bottomless fries, you know, at uh, at Red Robin. And and even at Olive Garden, they have uh, unlimitless, you know, what do you bread call it? those breadsticks? You can, yeah, you can and get red lobster too. What's that? Red lobster. Red lobster all, all these places, fullness of bread. I, I think one of the reasons that's contributing to the, the health problems and around the world, especially in America, is that we have an abundance of bread. <laughs> abundance. It says it right here, but abundance of food. Um, and I think that's what's leading to a lot of the diseases in our in our lives, the, the obesity, the obesity and stuff like that. We're we're starting to just be saturated, oversaturated with all these things. Hmm. Um, the other one was, um, the other one was 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 a telling one too that she did not strengthen the hand of the poor and needy in Sodom and Gomorrah. Like, uh, is that something that that you have seen? in our country or in anybody else like or anywhere else in the world in the philippines and saudi arabia like is the hand it, do you see like are the poor becoming more poor like uh, is there becoming a more disparity in economics mm-hmm. like uh, it, is there more poor people like that are that are growing is it a growing population or is it actually dwindling it's uh, it's actually growing uh leaps and bounds people are saying uh, but we need to be the light and salt as a, as a church to strengthen the poor and needy. Like we need to make sure that we continue to fight for the oppressed and things of that nature. Those that are down and out and uh, that are poor and needy. But these are the, this. And then it says they were haughty. Uh, that's kind of like prideful, but it's kind of having an attitude of like, I don't really need anything like some hmm. of you guys were saying. And then they committed abomination before me. And, and that is why it says, therefore, I took them away as I saw good. I just want to, you know, I don't want to go too long mm-hmm. on this because uh, I think it's pretty clear uh, that some of the characteristics of that time. Um, I, I want to finish with Second uh, Timothy 3. I know this is not an easy message, but this is, uh, I think it's good for us to be reminded what, what it's what it was like. I already know where you're uh, going. Second Timothy three, uh, chapter one to six, uh, t- talks about the dangers of the last days. Again, Second Timothy three one to one to five, it says this: You should know this, Timothy, that in the last days there will be very difficult times, for people will love only themselves and their money. Hmm. You know that, that's what we're talking about. They will be boastful and proud. Again, that's what that, that's just exactly what was Sodom and Gomorrah and, and, and Noah, scoffing at God. Uh, I think that's what uh, Kiran kind of uh, was was uh, 
was leading to in regards to like these people knew, especially Sodom and Gomorrah. I was just doing research on this real quick. The time between uh, uh, between Noah and Abraham was about uh, the time Abraham was born was about 2082 B.C. Uh, and the time that Noah died was about 2085 B.C. So there was about three years before Abraham was born. And then, you know, maybe I think maybe when he was 75, so about 70, 75 years, you know, before Noah, uh, before Abraham went to Sodom and whatnot. And so definitely the, the Sodom and Gomorrah people understood what happened in Noah's time and that and that and that. In that regard, let me finish reading that real quick. Uh, they're they're disobedient to their parents and ungrateful, hmm. right? They will consider nothing sacred. They will, I'm reading from the New Living Translation. They will be unloving and unforgiving. They will slander others and they will have no self control. They will be cruel and hate what is good. They will betray their friends, be reckless, be puffed up with pride, hmm. and love pleasure. Rather than God, I think Demetri or Daniel said that they will act religious, but they will reject the power that could make them godly. Hmm. They act religious, but they reject the power that could make them godly. Stay away from people like that. It says, um, and it, yeah, that, that's and it goes on to talk about a little bit more things there. Um, I I think you know we need to be reminded that I think God in His Word has given us all these reminders to stay away and to, to refrain from the, these characteristics, right? To refrain from these characteristics, to, to really push back, you know, against the, the societal pressure to, to become like this. You know, like the societal pressure has, has really caused us to really be like this. You know, like the way that our capitalistic countries are, the way that our just the way that we deal with people somehow the way that TV and, and social media and everything is really like pushing us to really adopt a lot of these characteristics. And we really need to uh, put on the armor of God as it, as it says in Ephesians, like we need to really put on the armor of God and really stand against these characteristics that are portrayed and that are, that, that were manifested in in Noah's day and Sodom and Gomorrah. And I just want to, you know, I hope this, this is just rem helps us remind ourselves of the, these characteristics that we don't want to be like this. This is not something that we want to have in our lives. We want to refrain from, from being like this and we want to choose, you know, righteousness and we want to choose the fruits of the spirit. We want to choose, uh, you know, God's kingdom in our hearts you know, we we do have the temple. You know, our bodies are the temple of the living God, and so we need to make sure that we take care of our bodies the, the correct way, mm -hmm. and that we make sure that we um, that we remember that Jesus says that the kingdom of God is within you. So, like, act like it. You know, <laughs> you know, live live as if God does. You know, live within you, and then be consistent. Don't be like. Like it says here, the religious people that act like they're religious, but they actually are not uh, living consistently to that calling. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much what I had. You guys, you guys want to, you know, um, do you, do you guys want to, by, by way of raising your hand, do you guys want 
to refrain from having these characteristics. Hmm. Yeah. And, and do you guys want to pursue righteousness and the fruits of the Spirit? Amen. 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 You know, I see, I see this word. Amen. Because I'm reading the King from the King James version, and I, I see this word in here, incontinent, and it makes me, it makes me think of like addictions or something you can't stop doing it's something you do over and over and over and like because like, like incontinent like when you think of something incontinent it's like non-stop it doesn't stop right so like right. it's interesting that you know you see in in today's time like people are so affiliated with so many different things you know like social media and and television and and alcoholism and, and drug addictions and like there's just so much going on I don't know why this this word just st stuck out to me, but yeah, like you're you're seeing that a lot. You're seeing that a lot in today's time, especially you know, like the incontinence of people, like they just are excessive and can't stop doing, you know, certain things. That's why a lot of people want some more praying, you know, hmm. because the devil is so very hard. Because the more you're strong, your fight from above. The devil, the more she like to fall down. Hmm. That's why a lot some more praying and be strong because nobody is not perfect, but the only one God is only judge for both of us. Hmm. Amen. Anybody else have anything else to say? Any closing comments? You know the the, the what Frank said: incontinent and after that comes the fears. They don't have self-control in their fears. Yeah. <laughs> fears. <laughs> right? So they're going to pursue that lack of self-control fiercely. And, uh, mm. yeah, that's, I mean, that's bad. I mean, uh, we, we all know in our lives how difficult it is to overcome. We all are addicted in some way, one, yeah. one thing or the other. We are addicted yeah. to sugar or addicted to something, like, you know. Right. So, so self-control to the max with fierceness uh, that that scares me if that is the time of the lot or noah i'm glad that god destroyed them right i mm. mean otherwise um otherwise people will not have a chance to live a normal life so if, if everybody's like that i don't think this society would last <laughs> Mm. And uh, I hope I hope we don't get to that phase. And then I, I think, every, like you know, every journey starts with a single step. For us to become lack of you know incontinent, fierce people, it starts with a single step. So, mm -hmm. but to stop that also starts with a single step. You know, like Ellen White talks about it. You know, a single step against the temptation, and you know, uh, is actually a. a is profitable next time when you try to resist it it's a little bit better so mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> good point yeah. frank yeah. you know I, you know whenever the bible says remember something it's important right to remember yeah. the sabbath day and and here it says remember lot's wife you know there's more to, there's a lot actually a lot to say about that um these people, if you should, by the way, you should read chapter 14 again if you get a chance from Patriarchs of Prophet. But it's basically saying that, you know, Lot's wife and they, they were very smart people back then, like like Daniel was saying, very intelligent people. Um, 
Lot and, and his wife, all of them were very smart. But the, the, there's something uh, what I wanted to read real quick. It says that the thought of leaving those whom he held dearest on earth seemed more than he could bear. It was hard to forsake his luxurious home and all the wealth acquired by the labors of his whole life to go forth a destitute wanderer. You know, like, it's interesting, like, God, God, like, and I wanted to ask this question, I forgot to ask the question earlier, is like, is there anything that you would, that you would look back at, you know, like, if God said, hey, hey, you know, pick up all your stuff, and just go, you know, like, just, just leave, like, is there anything that you, that would, that, that you would look back at and say, well, you know, I just, I did, you know, I, 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 I made, like, I made this, like, this, this house, or I built this mm-hmm. house. Like, would there be anything that kind of, like, would hold you back if God said, all right, pick up everything that you just, that you just built, your career, your reputation, your, um, your possessions, you know, even your friends and your, and some relatives, mm-hmm. you know, that you had there. And, and he said, just go. Because his in his mind he thought that he would be a destitute wanderer. Like, would you would you become a destitute wanderer for God? Like, would you become a destitute wanderer for God? Or would you actually? <laughs> it's a hard question, right? It's, it's, a hard it's question. really hard. Or would you look back and you'd be like, "Oh no, I, I right." I mean, like leaving the family and. Uh, uh, you know, like change is hard, first of all. Like if you ask me to leave my job here and then go some other city and live there, even though you give the same money or more, it is still hard. Yeah. yeah. And now, now you're asking to leave everything and trust the Lord. That requires a lot of faith. Uh, mm. So I don't think we can get there right away, but it, it, it's also like a growth. And, uh, you know, if you look at the journey of Abraham, he didn't go to that faithful person where he wanted to sacrifice his son right away. He fell many times, but he eventually got there. So I, I, I think, yeah, simple steps. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, one thing I want to add real quick to that is um, I think it helps a lot when we are like, if we're asked to do something. You, you can't be that. What's that? You're cutting in and out. Say it. Can you hear me now? Uh, yeah, go, go ahead. Just speak, yeah, kind of speak slower, I think. Uh, yeah, hopefully. Uh, that when we realize that when we everything that exists, the one who, you know, provides everything that we might have to begin with, I think that helps to walk out in faith that asks us to leave whatever kind. Um, and also, one thing that I've realized is your own character is such a more important possession than any like material object that you have. Because like you can have a lot of stuff. And, but if your character is terrible, your life is not going to be very happy. That's right. Um, so, that's right. That's good. Yeah, it, it is all about your character and who you are. You know, who you are matters. You know, the things that you have 
doesn't really matter. It's all about kind of like living a simple lifestyle. A lifestyle where God is just in the center and, and you, you have in your heart that God is going to provide all my needs and that's all I need. Nothing else. Because the children of Israel, they had to rely on God to feed them every day. Even though they still murmured and complained, they had to rely on God to feed them every day. You know, and, and for us, like it's almost like we get so used to our job providing us all the money we need to get our food and our shelter and to pay our bills and all that stuff. And if that was taken away, like our faith is really shown, you know, our character is, you know, I, I see that, but I also argue, um, if we don't have that labor of job and then, you know, bills to pay and everything, and then we sit idle, that's also bad. It's actually a blessing that God gave us work to do. Mm -hmm. The first thing that God did after pushing Adam and Eve out of the, land is to, uh, from the Garden of Eden, is to curse the land so that it produces less and you have to work more. And Ellen mm -hmm. White says that because of that, he didn't have enough time to commit sin. You see, mm -hmm. it's, it's just a protection. Mm -hmm. Now, Good point. We, we could live a simple life, we could do whatever we want, but God called us to be salt of the earth, right? Mm -hmm. So wherever community we are, we are supposed to enhance it, not change it, but enhance it. That enhancement could come spiritually, emotionally, it could be financially, it could be like health-wise. In, in whatever way it is, if we are not beneficial to our community, irrespective of whether the Christians or not, uh, we are no good for God. Mm -hmm. So we have to be like the arrows in the, in the bag of like the whatever archer that Saad said once. If the arrow is blunt and it, its feathers and its shape is crooked, it's no good for God. Mm -hmm. So we have to keep sharpening uh, everything that we can do to be beneficial to the kingdom of God, right? We can just live our life with little bit means. I mean, is that any good for God? That's what the guy with one talent did, right? Mm -hmm. So our, our job is to enhance the community that we live in for the glory of God. Mm -hmm. I, I think I know. I, I know Frank. You would agree with me. Yeah, um, I, I know that you, that's what you do, but I, I just wanted to say that. Of course. Any other? Any other comments? I want. I just wanted to um, make one point. Um, not not only is it hard to give up some things in your life, like physical things, but it's also some hard to give up some, um, I guess, like hobbies or because sometimes God calls us to give up things that are innately good. Mm -hmm. um, like, let's say you go, like, you become a missionary, right? But you like, you like to play piano your whole life. And like, you know that if you go, if you go on this missionary trip, you're not going to be able to practice like you, like you want, or you're like really into lifting weights. And you're like, God's calling you to focus your life on a specific thing and you have to give up those hobbies. Um, like, mm -hmm. I think in those times you have to really think about what, what's more important um, because um, God gives us all a purpose and um, our purpose might not be exactly what we think it is at first, mm -hmm. but we have to be open to listening to God's voice. Um, I think that's, that's also a difficult thing to do. Like if some people 
that thought about being a doctor their whole life, but then God calls them to be a pastor hmm. and like th- things like that. It doesn't feel good at first, but then it, it can be a blessing. So sometimes God's calling us to go places we don't want to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is, I hope this is uh, just an, uh, kind of an awakening message, you know, a devotion, just to kind of keep us on our toes, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think sometimes you know, we, we hear messages that are a little bit like, you know, kind of easy, yeah, easy, but I think that, that these messages really, you know, really hit us. So, so anybody else? Anybody else? All right. Do we have a, a, a last song? Kira? Uh, no, not really. We're, we're just going to conclude with prayer, but um, would like to pray for the, con- I mean, unless we have any other comments. Anybody would like to pray the concluding prayer? I can, I can pray. I'm going to pick on Okay, sure. Yeah. Okay, like what well, two people said. Well, sorry. Cristela, the one? Cristela and Frank, one of you. Yeah, Cristela, you can pray if you want. It's okay. prayer right yeah okay all right um dear heavenly father god thank you so much for today thank you for this another sabbath lord god thank you so much for this um another blessing to be together even though it's a uh, virtual and we are so blessed to hear this messages i think it's very important for us to know the importance, especially that we are living in these last days. And I pray, Lord God, that we um, we take this as um, a knowledge and learning, you know, for us for the next week and to really remember, you know, remember the things that we need to do in our lives, especially our fate, Lord God, we need to do the right thing as Christians and all that. Um, I pray that you'll be with all of us in this group. Be um, um, everyone and uh, thank you so much for your blessings and I pray that you will protect us throughout the week and tomorrow is Sabbath and I pray that we will have um, a blessed Sabbath with family and friends in mm. Jesus name Amen, Amen. Thank you thank you everyone Amen. for joining and we're happy to see uh, Michelle Sherry from uh, Philippines and Saudi Arabia and then we also are happy to see everybody else from here around um, oh, thank you, Daniel, so Zach, Dimitri. <laughs> um, so, I want to say hi. Yeah, we're going to see you guys tomorrow. Probably like those that are coming to Oakwood Church service, we'll see you tomorrow. Um, but, this, you know, like just for the Oakwood 